You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, this is AfterBuzz TV for Season 4, Episode 3 of Californication. Tonight's host is Kevin Undergaro. Joining Kevin will be AfterBuzz co-hosts Stuart Lill and Phil Svitek. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Californication news and gossip. We want to hear from you, too. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 347-855-8269. That's 347-855-8269. And now, picking up where the show leaves off and the buzz continues, Kevin Undergaro. Thank you, Rich. I just want to... Open the tonight's show, Californication, uh, season four, episode three, Home Sweet Home, with a very important question for Stuart. Uh, now, your parents, yeah, did they name you Stuart in honor of the movie Stuart Little? Your name is Stuart Little? Uh, no. No, they did, they did not. I'm asked this. Um, it's an excellent question, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, it's it's an excellent question that I'm asked repeatedly um, from people from the DMV to, okay. to just people. Well, you're fun. young enough, yeah. so it's like it's scary because, like, you know, to, to someone old like me, it's like that movie came out seven, eight years ago. But in the reality is it probably has been 20 years, right? When when did Stuart Little come out? Uh, you were probably like, like, like two thousand. Yeah. yeah. Well, the book. So what were you eleven or ten? Book was yeah. It was is I think been around before. Me. Predated you. Yeah, predated me. So, so your parents. That's why they named. They liked. It was their favorite. They book. loved the. Yeah, they loved that book. They just they saw mouse qualities in me when I came out, <laughs> and um, purely had, coincidental. Pre, no, no, yeah, purely coincidental. My Stuart Lil. <laughs> All right, very good. Yeah. Wanted to know that. Okay, so tonight, um, we get to see. Uh, one of my favorite TV characters of all time, Runkle, just doing what he does best, making us laugh, uh, having a lot of fun. And we see some juicy stuff go on between uh, his ex-wife and him, but mostly on the fun side as, again, he's just the amazing comic relief for the show. We see Hank and Becca uh, and their interaction, and, of course, Hank and Karen, and we see them reunite, and, of course, we see it fall apart at the end. Um, but... Opening up on Mr. Runkle, once, once again, I just think this guy is hilarious. I think he's such a funny character. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, this episode was... Uh, it, I, I just loved how, in this episode, he... He's an interesting. He's an interesting future ex-husband, anyway, because, like, like he's talked of so mad... The magic pussy that, that Marcy uh, possesses, according to Hank um, and himself. But, uh... And how he's now uh, okay with a with a just her kind of being traded like on an open market. <laughs> <laughs> she ever knew? Oh my Yeah, goodness. I just I, I I don't know. I, but he he always tops himself. I don't know. He it, and now he's topping himself with women. Um, I mean, this was handed to him. He didn't really like get it on his own. But Do you think this girl was paid, or she's a legitimate development person? I don't know if it's in the contract uh, that that. She, I mean, do you think this rich guy, like, I mean, how easy oh, it would oh, be for him to, to hire an escort? You know, the way she 
he finishes up, which was so funny. That that was kind of something I want to talk about. Um, actually, was how hyper real this whole world is, and how characters hyper real is a great description. Yeah, and how these characters are just like, it, and it's it's not just like like the big characters. It's even the minor, like the doctor from the very beginning, like that walked in on Hank. He just, you know, like I've seen all dead bodies, and no bodies good, you know, no no good looking. Uh, there's person. no good-looking corpses. There's no good-looking corpses. Yeah, they all right. have shit coming out from all. So, like, he's coming from a place of tough love, but he's coming. He's a, he's a younger guy. He's got edge, and he's coming at him in a much more kind of clever way. And I think that's very interesting, Sue. And this is why you're you're going to be a great writer. But to describe it hyper real yeah. is all these characters we we're seeing in these situations. It is based on some kind of reality, L.A. reality, but hyper. Yeah, and, but that kind of gets at me sometimes. I, oh, you don't I, like that. Um, well, that's what Cryofornication Cal- is. That's all it's ever been is hyper-real characters. I mean, I, and I love that um, for the main characters. I don't know. I, I don't know. Sometimes, like, just the doctor. Uh, he kind of rubbed me wrong because, you know, I didn't, yeah. I didn't buy him. I didn't buy it, yeah. He's a little too young. If you really looked at him, he's a little too young. And, and yeah, I, 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 I didn't buy it. Phil? Uh, well, in terms of the doctor, um, you know, whether or not he was young, it didn't fully matter for me. It was just the message, you know, coming off of, obviously – what we last saw um, in the previous episode, we end on, quote, Hank's suicide, even though it wasn't. And, it, you know, it was a nice reminder, nice sort of message in this whole world. It was, but I feel like an older guy, like like a, a doctor who's 55 and seen it all, yeah, 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 yeah. who's gruff would have been like, yeah, I've seen a million of you come so, in here. So, I mean, it doesn't matter. Then in some sense, isn't it better that he is younger because, uh, you know, this young guy has seen that much? No, you know, because I because I don't like the hyper realness, uh, like and 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 it's hyper real when it's a twenty five year old actor uh-huh. playing a doctor, or right, maybe yeah. he's twenty eight. I don't know. <laughs> Rather than a fifty five year old guy who's just seen it all, you know, who's who's made his mark in the world, has his money in the bank, and he's just and that's the kind of guy who could lay out moody, yeah, and just make listen, pal. I've seen a a thousand of you come and go. You think it's charming, you think it's witty, you think it's romantic. It's not. Mm-hmm. So the writing was fine. It was just for me, it was the casting. I, yeah, I think that you, 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 I think you're right about that. Yeah, the casting probably was what, what got me. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I haven't really thought about casting, but in this, in this instance, I can definitely see that. Well, and when you talk about hyper-real, yeah. you, um, you know, last week and the weeks before, we've ta- we all kind of agreed that this show is a accurate representation of life in Los Angeles. So now are you going back on that and if it's okay if you oh, are but i want to know um well I, I i don't know i mean like we because because i'm from dallas so i haven't seen and you haven't been here long I haven't enough been, i don't i don't feel like i've been here long enough to know if if uh if agents you know like give out their their uh development <laughs> their heads of development for sex or if doctors I don't necessarily like know if like it's that, agents it's just that there's just something a little off kilter uh-huh. with a lot of the people out here and and i feel like the writer experienced it or friends experienced it or something but there's definitely like a little something weird you know my my girlfriend and i i'll never forget um we knew this couple and uh, he was an older guy she was uh he was about 60 she was about 35 say very good looking couple and you know one night we you know went out to meet the wife and she was there with this like 25 year old gorgeous actor mm-hmm. and I was just like what the <laughs> heck is this and my girlfriend said to me 
No, don't you understand? People out here are crazy. They're, yeah. they're different than we are. Like, yeah, this pro- who knows? There's probably, of course, something going on. He's always up in Vancouver making movies. Like, it's just, and if I learn to, like, educate me, because, uh, like you, I'm a writer, so I'm in most of the time. Yeah. I'm not out in this world. I mean, in my 20s, I was. Mm-hmm. I was out a lot, but I was kind of drunk, so I don't know. I don't re- recollect a lot of it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, my sense is that it's. It is hyper-real, but it's important to remember the real part. Yeah. It's based on reality. I mean, I think the hyper aspect is the fact that it's they always seem to land in bed with a hot girl. Yeah. And I don't know if that always happens. Right, yeah. But definitely the the way they view relationships and, and the, the, the dysfunction going on, the, the kind of dysfunction, is seems very typical to what I see mm. out here. I've heard a lot of crazy stories. I won't. I won't deny that. I. I, I know it's around, um, especially with, with celebrities and and uh, who I don't know who was talking about. It's like for in order for people to, in order for people to get to those kind of positions, they have it, it comes from a place of like drive, and it seems like they kind of had a bad childhood and. And I mean that they're I, trying to make up for all that. And then they've that. all this and crazy then, testosterone then, going if you're a guy yeah. and it's like then that's And then by the time they're in power's uh, Oh, they go power, nuts because they, they work go so nuts. Hard. Yeah. That's by the way, everyone that's one everyone know this is exactly what's going to happen to Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Phil's prodigious, he does like 10 jobs, he's always working, he's 21. By the time he's like 30, 35, super successful, going to be completely corrupt. Phil's going to have <laughs> Phil's yeah. going to have all these requirements uh yeah. for if whenever he makes an appearance like yeah. you, you're going to want Ice cubes at the exact temperature of zero degrees. No, no he won't do that. Yeah. Oh, so, but sure? there'll be dark sunglasses on and just just tons of whores, and he's just going to be tough on the help. Okay, that's what it's going to be. <laughs> well, but he'll yeah. give you a nice Christmas present. Like he'll have the redeeming thing where he, like he'll come through. Well, oh, yeah. I'm always good to my friends. I find so in the end, I'm just <laughs> not as nice to people I don't fully know. Well, you're fine now. I'm just saying you're on that path where you work. You're working like a madman right now, and you're all up mistakes most knuckleheads in their 20s are making you're not and, but you have to make them at some point yeah. and that's what I, you're speaking to in LA you have all these super overachievers I mean a lot of people said Hollywood is just revenge of the nerds it's just people that have worked so hard in high school and in yeah. college sometimes they leave college early just to come out here I mean how many stories do you hear of 17 year old producers or someone at 18 goes to work at Paramount I mean um, all the time mm-hmm. I mean the person who runs after Buzz you know Maria Menounos was I think twenty when she left college to start full time work out here, mm. and you know, but you've seen it over and over again, and then at some point, yeah, you definitely see this, this uh, part of them as they get older. That's just you know, crazy. Yeah, <laughs> where they or they <laughs> want to indulge. Yeah, because they've 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 given up so much. Yeah. Um, and but you <laughs> but you know I think the 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 part of uh, about it being hyper. I think I think is accurate because what also makes it hyper for me is these characters are so charming mm-hmm. and lovable. Yeah. And the characters I've met in LA that are the real part of the Runkles and the Moody's aren't very lovable. Yeah. They're pretty nasty. I was going to say that. Yeah, like and they're deplorable. You wouldn't want to be there. The three of us yeah. wouldn't want to be there for Because if LA was really like this, uh, Californication. Oh, I, shut I, these I, mics I, off. I, let's go I, yeah, out right go. now. Yeah, I yeah, it's paying it really nicely <laughs> uh, through this show, and um, and that's what makes it hyper because they are very charming and they're very lovable and yeah. they're and they're good people. Whereas the ones, 
that I've seen that are kooky and out there, they're very, very much detached. Yeah, yeah. I mean, very detached. I mean, Moody's detached, but he's not. He loves her. He loves the daughter. He loves the, the, the wife. And he loves Runkle. He just can't get it right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I think in, in reality, um, in, in more cases than not, uh, that that's – he does, the, the guy doesn't really love his family or something along those lines. You know what I mean? Like, I, although Hank has all these, all these issues. Um, well, in some sense, not I being mean, a great dad. Uh, at the end of the day, he loves his family. He wants to do everything he can. But in L.A., it's like, right? Well, yeah, I mean, we. I mean, I don't know. I, God, I hope we're not repeating ourselves. But I mean, I've said it. I've seen it. You know, it's funny. One of, um, an old stylist friend that I knew, um, we were talking about a mutual friend. And who was in some financial trouble. And the father actually was very wealthy. And mind you, the friend had, had always been responsible. It wasn't like he was a drunk or a drug addict or something like that. But the father was one of these guys. like, I'm not giving you anything. My father gave me nothing. I'm giving you nothing. Mm. And the kid was in such bad shape that we ended up having to bail him out. But I'll never forget what my stylist said. Because I, I, I was puzzled. Because like, it was like life or death almost. And I was like puzzled, like wh- what dad wouldn't? I, I, I know from back home, dads who are construction workers, who are janitors that w- will do anything. You know, their life savings, they'll mortgage a house to save their kid. And and I'll never forget the, the, what the stylist said to me. She's like, oh, no, 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 that's just a California father. And it was like, wow. And as I recalled in my brain all the California fathers that I, that I knew, very similar, and I. The only time I see a difference is is when when it becomes a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. When I see the Jewish families, the Greek families, the Armenian families, uh, the Mexican families, they they hold on to their cultures. Yeah. So then it's like it supersedes the crap of L.A. Yeah. And so they're decent, but when you you just get like the watered down like typical Californian, yeah, it's just I, you know, and my dad, my dad when he came out here when I was your age, Phil. And um, he just said, my God, everyone out here is 42 going on 17, <laughs> you know, and, and really it's 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 junior high forever. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> you know, and so I do I do see that, unfortunately, a lot with the dads. Yeah. And Phil, what were you well, saying? Uh, I, didn't need to step I mean, on just you. to uh, just to sort of uh, expand on that um, while we're on it, um, you know, if you look at like the East Coast, we always talk about like the three main holidays, like Easter, Christmas and then uh Whatever, some or so Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, there you right. go. Um, here so not just religious, you know what I mean? But yeah. So and here it's more uh, your birthday, Halloween, and uh, Valentine's Day. There you go. And then there's like the Oscars. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. it's hilarious, yeah, yeah. and it's all because uh, it's it's uh, Halloween. It's like look at me in my outfit, yeah. <laughs> and Valentine's. It's give me, give me, you know, like uh, give me, and the birthday more attention for me, me, me. Um, but yeah, it's very poignant because on the holidays of giving and getting together, we're Thanksgiving. Christmas, yeah, no, mm-hmm. it's just not and not that, very big. And, and again, unless you go to the cultures, yeah, you know, the Jewish cultures honor their holidays, and those other cultures I spoke of honor their holidays. But when you step out of that, there's just yeah. Well, uh, and boring. Also, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, uh, and speaking also about like the hyper reality, like I mean, it's always interesting. Like you know, I would love to see these guys. Like if I just met them, because it's always if you look at like uh, Macbeth, um, you you know Shakespeare's Macbeth. That guy viewed uh, objectively is the most heinous person alive. But 
with the right storytelling and the right, obviously, writing. You sympathize with them. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, and that's what great writing is all about. Mm-hmm. So so get on it, Stu. What are you doing <laughs> here? Get to writing. <laughs> Write some good stuff. I got to learn from you guys. That's well, why I'm here. Okay. Yeah. All right. There you go. <laughs> um, well, needless to say, Runkle um, ends up being with this development person. And, you know, seeing her with the BlackBerry, that's very that's very typical. You know, most uh, development people and people in Hollywood, I'm, I'm always saying this to Phil, they're going to bed with the BlackBerry next to their beds on and 24-7, they're on that thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's one of the biggest myths about this business is the fact that the people in it who are succeeding do work six or seven days a week and often, you know, 15 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so seeing her do that, I was like, okay, all right, she, she looks real. Uh, you know, I just was like, I was curious because she just kind of. Now, when left you say real, you mean you're talking about her boobs, or what are you talking about? <laughs> no, <laughs> I just felt like I had to interject on that one. I don't think the <laughs> boobs were real, <laughs> but if we have to go there, but I wasn't sure if this guy. I'm like, am I overthinking this? Like, if Stu didn't hire her to kind of please Runkle so he can make the move in the life, but I don't think so. I think she's a real development person, and and because of the BlackBerry, mm-hmm. you know, you know, doing her job and then just leaving. And I and I think anyway, I think we're going to see more of her. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. And we're going to see much more of Stu and uh, Marcy. Yeah. And by the way, Stu, you guys recognize him. He's such a great character actor. Yeah. Uh, just one of the great. Hollywood character actors that none of us know his name, right? But man, they never let you down. Mm-hmm. And having worked with them, it's like they're the ones I always want over the names because do, they do the job. They let audiences know that oh, okay, it's it's almost like there's a calming force when they come on. Mm-hmm. Whereas a big star comes on and you're like, oh my god, that's Rob Lowe. Yeah, What's yeah, he doing? Yeah. You know, and you, and then once you divorce yourself from that, you've already lost about three or four lines or maybe even more of a scene. With these guys, it's like, oh, no, it's all good. It's mm-hmm. that guy. <laughs> but I really enjoy his work. Do you guys remember what he had done? I uh, don't, but he is such I a I think Groundhog Day. He, yeah, yeah, I think I re- um, who's remember he? him from that. A bunch of movies, maybe some TV as well. He's been around. He's been around. It's nice, nice to see him. Comedies mainly, work. right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely. Just great actor. Uh, okay, so we move on to Hank and Becca. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so uh, Becca, I guess, I, I was a little confused. I heard getting her guitar stolen, and, and I knew those girls were from a band. I knew they, yeah, they, were, yeah. the, they were the Josie and the Pussycats, or whatever yeah. you want to call them. And they find a, whatever, a punkish way to get involved with her. I I know you're going to deny that. You're probably not going to agree with me, but I didn't think the girl was that good of an actress. At, no, I'm, I, I, it kind of bothered me. Uh, it, I felt it. And, you know, because Becca is such a good actress, yeah, yeah, yeah. you could see how weak she was. And I, I and her eyes were, like, a little heavy, like she was high, which uh-huh. was a, would be a good choice. And maybe the director kind of instructed her to do that or maybe as a way to mask the fact that she wasn't that strong. I don't know. I, I don't know. All I know is when I was watching it, I felt like, like would this really – I guess at first I was thinking like, would this really happen? I was thinking, well, it's it's there's a lot of kooky people and it's Venice and okay, but it, but I just don't think this girl's playing it right. I don't know. I, yeah, I, yeah, playing it well. I think what they were going for is like a bunch of girls raising hell. Yeah, that they're, yeah, they're little yeah. Hellcats and they're in a band. Back go back to Joan Jett and you know the movie that just came out, The Runaways. You know, oh, it's yeah, like yeah. hearkening to that. But I felt like you know her work was a little weak. Um, maybe maybe it was just the introduction. Maybe you know maybe yeah. she'll get better. I mean, uh, but it, it's fine. It, the the bigger thing is, 
it becomes a gateway to get us get her back with her dad yeah and for them to have this really sweet exchange where he's like I would never leave you I just I made a mistake I, d- I drank too much and uh, I passed out mm-hmm. and she feels better and they hug and they cry and that's nice but but um but uh, Becca is the opposite of Karen because but then wifey poo yeah. comes in tell yeah. mom yeah and I thought initially she she overheard it because uh, I don't know the shot just made me think of oh you know that you overheard it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well it didn't matter either way yeah. because <laughs> the daughter puts him on the spot and says tell mom well actually uh, I mean if you right? think about it it does because it's a tr- you know now a character choice as opposed to being just accidental you know well, he had mean? To, so no, but didn't he have to because the daughter said well the daughter but it would have been different if she just overheard. You know what I mean? It wouldn't have had as the impact that, that now we're get about to discuss because of it. Oh, if it, but the, yeah, but it, the daughter was going. So I'm just going with the fact that the daughter was going to make him tell anyway. So that's what I'm saying. It, yeah, that's I, mean, what I, I mean, it didn't matter unless they took did a choice to not have the daughter find out. But it, they they needed that to get them together. Anyway, we're talking about the same thing. So so Karen um, now is, is who is up to this point believing he tried to kill himself. Oh my God, I feel so bad. <laughs> I'm going to welcome you back. He goes along for the ride. Now, you guys knew that he was lying to her when, you know, he she yeah. said, what do you have to tell me? Yeah, I mean, he had that great pause. Long pause. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then finished it with, I love you. And uh, and she set, uh, she set him up so well with the whole line of, um, you know, at least when I hate you, I know you're still out there somewhere. Right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I mean, she perfect platter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, of course... When she finds out the truth, she's just that to get out. You are. You're toxic. And get out of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, how effed up is that? You like me because I was going to kill myself? And and she's like, that is effed up, but that's just how toxic you are in my life, and you've got to go. I thought it was a great point, though. It was a great point. Like this, why do you find that writing. romantic? <laughs> it was a great point, and it was it was, it was was great work by, by the writers. What What I enjoyed most was... I thought they were, because it's so early in the season, I felt that, okay, if things are going way too good for him this episode, the trap door needs to open because I, th- I thought they were going to kind of punish him yeah. all season. So when that happened, I said, okay, here we go. Now we're back to square one, which is he's, he's going to be out on the streets and he's got no money and he's eventually going to get prosecuted, yada, yada, yada. But very cool is he turns around and sa- and commits himself to okay I'm moving out I am toxic but I'm going to I'm going to do the right thing for once for my daughter and for my wife and I'm going to write this stupid script to make money and this is the first time he's written is uh, you said Stu since season 1 yeah that, yeah that's I can't remember and so for him yeah. this like arrogant kind of brat yeah to put it, to say I'm going to write for his family I just thought was great that the music was great uh, and I thought the scene was great. I thought the camera work was great to capture it. What hotel did you say that was? I believe it was the – oh, God. You know, Phil, you could probably look it up. But I think it was the um, the Hotel Marmond or the Bar Marmond. It's on Sunset, and I think it's the place where Belushi died. And it's a very famous uh, – to this day, a very, very famous jaunt for artists. Mm. It's all sorts of bungalows and things like that. Um, and I could tell – you could see the view of Sunset – and the rooms look very much like those rooms. I've been there. Mm-hmm. And um, I found that to be a very interesting choice and, and a very accurate one for for an L.A. writer. Oh, okay. But, again, I was so inspired to see 
um, so inspired to see him have 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 done that. Yeah, you know, to go there and and just it le- what a great feeling, you know, the and going with Faden and maybe it's a start of the new Faden is symbolic of the star of the new Hank Moody. Mm. Do you think he's gonna stick? Um, I mean, do you think he's going to produce a script that everyone's cool with? I mean, do you think he's going to... Oh, who knows? I mean, who knows? I mean, who knows what that'll lead to? You know, that's going to lead to more stuff in Hollywood, the co-star, and, I mean, just just all sorts of of craziness. Um, But before we get to our news and gossip, let's, let's cut to a commercial. And, uh, and we'll come back after the break and give you news and gossip. Want to find out what the after buzz is about? Janice is a drama queen. This yeah. is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call at 347-855-8269. This television, and they want it to be as dramatic as possible. I mean, it's and Shakespearean. I, you never know what goes on behind closed doors. Get in on the after buzz. 347-855-8269. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy... Nucky is a villain. Listen on iTunes. I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Find us on Facebook. Your husband or your best friend? Follow us on Twitter. And then she's oh, trying to kill him, so it justifies it. I'm like, oh, now it makes sense. And visit us at AfterBuzzTV.com. <laughs> the wig! The wig! Oh, come off. That wig come off, baby. No! What? Boardwalk Empire. Desperate Housewives. Glee. Gossip Girl. Breaking Bad. Madman. True Blood. The Walking Dead. Big Love. Jersey Shore. The Oscars. Celebrity Rehab. The Emmys. If it's hot, you can bet we'll be buzzing about it. After Buzz TV News. Madeline Martin has revealed that she does not watch the show. The 17-year-old actress said that she initially was banned from viewing the series due to its sexual content, but admitted that she now uh, chooses not to watch. I started to watch the show recently, but I find it easier. It's easier if I'm not watching uh, scenes that Becca wouldn't see. I don't like to see Hank naked because Becca wouldn't see him naked, so I've stopped watching. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's almost like that line, because uh, Miley Martin, who plays Becca, um... It's a, yeah, she's, it's almost as if she really is Becca. Just that, that line's pretty Becca-esque. I don't know to me anyway. <laughs> well, it's almost like uh, in Desperate Housewives they cast um, Eva Longoria to play Gabby because she was pretty much like Gabby. So I could see that. Yeah, casting. And, and you know something? I mean, she's she's was a kid. She's grown yeah. up doing this show, so I would think it would be weird mm-hmm. to see this older guy that I'm sure she's kind of gotten to know as. Uh, I mean, not as a dad, but as a as a probably as a big brother and as a as a just an older figure in her life, and I, I could see where that would be creepy for her. Do you think this is a common um, a a a attack a tactic common uh, amongst uh, actresses, actors, uh, and other? I think sane ones, yes. Yeah, sane ones. I mean, if she was just if she just came in at seventeen or eighteen, it probably wouldn't be that way. But she's grown up. She was probably eleven or twelve. No, but I mean, just from the perspective of uh, what she said. Um, if I'm not watching the scenes that Becca wouldn't see, like she, so she does it, so she doesn't. And maybe yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? And she's a true artist. Maybe she's staying true to the craft, yeah. and she feels like you know what? I need to to stay in my moment. You know, I don't want to. I want to be able to be that character, and I don't feel I can be that as strongly by by seeing him naked because mm. Becca wouldn't see him naked <laughs> unless it was an accident. All right. So uh, while David Duchovny is understandably happy with the announcement of a fifth season, there's only so many episodes a man can bear to bear to bear. That's probably why I should stop after six years in terms of backsides. The heart of the show and, and what prevents it from spiraling off into nothing is the fact that this guy 
does love this woman and he loves his daughter and he wants it to work but he keeps on screwing up and they're all screwing up so I think without that we don't have the show hmm so only six seasons huh I think it's fair is the writing on the wall <laughs> so wait so we're in season five right no, we're in season four. Okay, now. yeah, two. Yeah, I could see that he could do two more, and move on. But you know, in two two years, you never know yeah. how he feels, what opportunities. But I bet you he'd go two more, and then he'd move on to something else. Well, I, I don't know. What I appreciate about these, uh, I guess, about cable series typically, uh, it's just it's 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 more for. It, it seems like the people who are making it. You know, a, a, it is a business, but at the same time, they respect it. To it, it storytelling, storytelling, and uh, if if they've told everything they can, they they move on. Um, as long as as long as they've gotten enough business out of it, <laughs> but I yeah. say if you get a good ride, go. Yeah, Kelsey Grammer, smart guy, played Frazier for twenty years, and he and that's this talk about him re, redoing the character again <laughs> in some other place. Go ahead. All right, uh, Rob Lowe returns as the Diva Man on NBC's Parks and Recreation. Rob has been uh, brought back for the show's third season as a regular cast member, playing Chris Traeger. Now Lowe fans can get their du- get their double dose of Rob every Thursday and Sunday. Well, I mean, we talked about him last week. I'm really happy he's working, and, and I mean, he's I think he's doing great work. I think he's he's really proving to be an actor mm-hmm. and not a star. I yeah. think with uh, at least with the character I see, I, don't, I haven't seen the character on Parks, but the character he's doing this show it looks excellent. And uh, I'm just going to add, Stu, while you're, you may be a great writer, you are terrible at reading. Yeah, horrible. <laughs> Absolutely deplorable. <laughs> yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Phil. Uh, yeah, but can you just have to talk until you have, you're like, you're great and you're very robust when you're talking on the mic and you're making your comments. But the, and the news is, Rob Lowe returns as an even man on Parks and Recreation. Rob has been brought back <laughs> for the show's third season as a regular cast member. Thank Chris Traeger. Now, low fans can get their double dose of Rob every... And that's your After Buzz TV Californication <laughs> News and Gossip for the week of January 23rd, 2011. Right. Thank you, Stu. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, no. Now, is it going to be a walkout film because we picked on Stu? <laughs> I don't know. Is well, he going to unionize with Roxy? You, you, and good the, luck tomorrow. I'm oh, sorry, Tuesday of Southland without a host. Uh, oh, right, well, good luck to Southland without our show. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think it would be. A, yeah, I think you guys are carrying the torch. Uh, just, a, just a point. The Chateau Marmont... Uh, it's it's eight two two one Sunset Boulevard. So I'm ninety nine percent sure uh, that was the hotel they shot at, and that wasn't, of course, the place that um, that uh, Belushi died. And it's it's uh, says here it's played host to such celebrity guests as Errol Flynn, Bob Dylan, Clark Gable, Paul Newman, John Lennon, and Yoko Ono, Jim Morrison, Marilyn Monroe, Boris Karloff. Whoa, I mean the list is like ridiculous, all the way to um, Spike Lee and Greta Garbo. Not so. Anyway, yeah, very good. Again, hyper real. Mm-hmm. I like that, Stu. I like that you uh, you gave me that one to play with. Oh, no problem. <laughs> All right. So listen, next week, what what's happening? Um, I, I I only remember two things, but one had to do with uh, the the new cast member was was they were going to be talking with that the one that yelled at yelled at Runkle. Yeah, another great character actor. Yeah. No, was he from? I think he was from. Um, from uh, New Hearts, the 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 last New Heart sitcom, hmm. um, Daryl, Daryl, and Daryl. I think he was one of the Daryls. So I don't know. We'll okay. check it. We'll check it out. We'll know by next mm-hmm. week. But he's mm-hmm. another fantastic character actor, um, and and, uh, and it seems like he's funny where where oh, they're yeah. go, where they're going with him. Yeah, it, it's it's. I, I hope that we get to see because there's a lot of crazy characters already because um, the, the the actress. And Roblo and him, I'm I'm interested. I'm interested to see how they're all going to work together on set. 
So I, I hope we get to see it's that. It's gonna be very. I, I hope know, it's not like I hope it's not like Entourage where they're like, all right, we, we got we're gonna go shoot the movie and then like end season, start of next season like oh it was a crappy movie or it was a great movie we never got to see how they all, you know. Question. That's a yeah. good point about Entourage. Yeah. So if this is hyper real, what's Entourage? Is it another form of hyper real? I I don't know. I I believe when I watch Entourage, I feel more. I just believe it more for some reason. I don't, not to the fact how, how to put it. Um. Because the, the the characters aren't like, they seem more like real people. They're not like up here. I don't know. They're also not. I don't think they're writing comedy on the nose. Yeah. Like there's there's scenes that end up being kind of funny, uh-huh. but they're not going for a laugh. Like yeah, Runkle yeah. and and the writers. I mean, they're going for a laugh with the stuff every week that they do with him. Whether he's standing naked with a paddle covering his privates. I mean, you know. So I think that's the difference yeah between the shows but that's why it was Mike and I think I mm. mean this this one too um, we, we mentioned it on the show last week uh, the stylization of like those quick montages you know and going to right. the grainy um, so we're, so so, so feel hyper so for LA settings uh, they, is, is there no comparison because of two different shows is that what you're saying no 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 I think uh, I like this one more in terms of storytelling I think uh, Unfortunately for me, Entourage, it's now just, okay, uh, you're along for the ride, and, you know, the, the sort of storytelling has dissipated in the sense of, you know, things get solved way too quickly or whatever. Right, uh, right. I mean, what we're really, in the, in, uh, in the end, did it for me is if you go to collegehumor.com and search, uh, yeah, search right. Entourage, yep. and basically <laughs> it's just a rundown of, Vinny's got the movie. No, he's another not with the movie. Vinny's got the movie. Nope. And that's basically what Entourage is or was for the first right. five seasons was yep. Vinny has the movie. He doesn't. Whereas this has more um, emotional and real connections. Yeah, I do. I, I agree. I connect much more um, with, with, with these guys, mm-hmm. especially um, yeah, Moody, uh, being a writer myself. Uh, all right. Well, everyone, uh, thanks for being with us. And uh, I guess anything else that you want to add, Stu? Oh uh, no, 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 no. Stu, no plugs yet. No, no, no plugs. Uh, unfortunately, no. Um, Any plugs from you, <laughs> Phil? Uh, well, Stu, what page are we on? I, I feel like Runkle. Where are we at? Just an update, script-wise. Of Runkle? No, 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 no. Uh, I feel like Runkle. Where are you at with the script? Oh, are they working on a script together, you guys? No, no. I'm saying Stu should be writing. Yeah, you should be writing, Stu. Uh, of Runkle? Get out of here and go write okay, something. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll work on my reading. Okay, yeah, next week. (laughs) For producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer Corey Sheehan, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to host an AfterBuzz show of your own, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com or buzz into our Twitter account or Facebook page by searching after Buzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of After Buzz TV or its owners or principals.